Welcome to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is Super Bowl Sunday. Matt, what's the vibe like for the Super Bowl in Thailand right now? The Super Bowl in Thailand is at 5 a.m., 5, 5.30. Nice. Uh, and, uh, and nice. so it's the good people of Thailand are just getting a nice nap in, waiting to wake up, <laughs> catch the Super Bowl, maybe... A nice recap of this week in crypto <laughs> while they're at it. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. They're going to watch the Super Bowl and then tune in to the Decent Crypto recap, catch up on some Bitcoin NFTs, and then enjoy the rest of their day. Uh, Dude, how many, Matt, how, many crypto, just... how many crypto ads are we going to see this year? Zero. Zero crypto ads in the Super Bowl. They've been banned. Uh, that was actually one of the funnier things. <laughs> the contagion Wait, is spreading so far. Oh, you didn't see this? They've been banned. They, they banned. Yeah, they banned crypto ads in the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> what? Uh, have, they, have they ever yeah, banned yeah. anything before? I, I don't know if they banned things in the Super Bowl, but um, they Holy banned shit. ads related to crypto. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, that's bullish, pretty, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, this has got to be the like the greatest bottom signal of all time. Um, yeah, I thought we were going to hit 10K at some point this year, but that's clearly not going to happen. If they're banning Super Bowl crypto ads and we're not tanking, uh, we're, we're good here. This is, is, it, is it because they're crypto holds, or is it because Matt, the ads were, were so bad last year? I mean, remember the QR code one? I think it's one? because... Yeah, yeah, that was, I remember that one. Um, But no, I think they are probably concerned that, you know, FTX bought out so much ad space last year. And uh, (laughs) uh, like, dude, every ad was like a company that's in some kind of trouble, like BlockFi, Crypto.com, FTX. Um, <laughs> not not so, yeah. Wait, Crypto.com's in trouble? <laughs> Wait, what? I, man, no, I actually, Crypto.com, <laughs> no, Crypto.com might not be in trouble, but uh, FTX, BlockFi, you know, there's there's quite a few names I mean, that... Even, even uh, the best had, outcome, Coinbase, <laughs> had a really shitty year. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, okay, so... How, how did so, get here? so wait, so ads are banned. Um, I thought I thought there was like one NFT community like bought an ad. Oh yeah, you read so about the, this? Uh, limit break. Yeah, limit break. Limit break bought. Um, they spent like five million bucks on an ad. Um, they're the ones that run the digital Daigaku uh, collection. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is an insane thing, dude. They put out a free NFT, right? Uh, the Digi Daigakus. They're, they're free, mm-hmm. free to mint. Uh, now the floor price is yeah. like 12 ETH own. or something. 11 ETH, 12 ETH. Yeah, free free to own. Floor price is like meta. 11, 12 ETH. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, um, off of that, and I mean, the founder has done a bunch of stuff in the past, like, you know, built companies in the past and stuff like that. These guys raised 200 million bucks um and what <laughs> yeah now they're buying yeah yeah exactly <laughs> now they're buying super bowl ad space um 200 yeah, million wow. wow right um yeah so was that like yeah. 40 super bowl ads <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so i don't know if they can still do theirs but uh yeah the rest of them are banned for sure Wow. Uh, cool. Yeah. Bullish. <laughs> yeah. You got to love that. Bullish for sure. Yeah. That's who, our market who got, update. <laughs> who got in the Super Bowl today? Who do I have in the Super Bowl? Oof. I got my man Mahomes. I'm oh. riding with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, baby. Oh, man. Who you got, Matt? I mean, as a former Broncos fan, uh, you can't, you can never root for the Chiefs. Um, I got the true, Eagles, baby. True. Fly Eagles, fly. Oh, fly <laughs> Eagles, fly. Um, why former Broncos fan? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I can't name a single fucking player on the team, to be honest, right now. <laughs> um, you I, just got I, a new coach, Sean Payton. High, maybe one of the highest paid coaches in the league now. Former Super Bowl champion. 
Bearish, bullish, bearish. Dude, this is by by the rumors. <laughs> no, bullish, bullish. I mean, yeah. You can... <laughs> uh, well, but most bullish thing that's happened in Denver in a while for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, not um, for long though, because we are going, or I am going to East Denver. Um, and, oh yes, uh, potentially, yes, potentially you that's do. the most bullish um, thing. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to come. Um, yeah, they, they okay, scheduled let's it turn our attention. Why? <laughs> One little aside, then 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 I've, then news only. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they scheduled it smarter this year. They they shifted it a week later. Uh, last year, the the number mm. one tweet about it that I saw was, "You can tell who's going to eat Denver based on the fact that it overlaps not only Valentine's Day but also the Super Bowl." <laughs> um, and it did indeed overlap Valentine's uh, Day and the Super Bowl last year. Um, that's amazing. So it's, it's it's a touch later, uh, but if you're if you're around, hit us up. Uh, let's hang out. Nice. Okay, Matt. It's time to talk okay. about two very important topics this week. We don't have much, but the things that we do have are are big. Um. So the big news is that the SEC is going after Kraken. Or they have kind of reached a settlement already, but um, they're going after all staking services in the U.S. They're asking all staking providers in the U.S. to register uh, with them as issuing securities. Um, and they went after Kraken saying that they were uh, providing unregistered securities to their clients and they reached a settlement for $30 million with them. Yesterday, uh, Gary Gensler put out this whole video about the charge and how you can't do this and how staking is uh, basically it meets uh, some of the criteria under the Howey test. Uh, so it is a security, uh, any kind of staking service. Matt, thoughts? Um. Look, I mean, the problem is, right, that, like, uh, securities laws don't allow for crypto, right? Um, it's like, sure, call it a security, mm. right? But, like, who's going to who's gonna issue the 10Ks for Ethereum, right? Like, um, you, they, no one really can. Um, you know, the decentralization is a spectrum, right? So literally no, not a single person on the planet could do this for Bitcoin. Right. If Bitcoin redeemed the security mm -hmm. and the SEC was like, look, you guys are like selling, you know, someone out there is selling Bitcoin to retail. Um, you mm -hmm. need to like register under like the, you know, like the correct like uh, designation, I guess, for that. Um, mm -hmm. th there actually is no way to comply with like securities laws as they as they stand in the U.S. Um, and mm -hmm. so, you know, and then you have Ethereum, which is like slightly more you could maybe point to Vitalik and be like you you're de facto going to be the guy that's responsible for signing off on Ethereum's financials I guess at the end of the quarter um but uh you know you could make an argument a very strong argument that like that's not you know that's not the way it should work um and then you have other blockchains like Avalanche where you have like a full-on like centralized company that's like driving it right um or like optimism lab, basically anything that is in the word labs, right? <laughs> um, yeah. That could maybe kind of be required to conform to to those laws, um, but also like you know, it's it's just not like the appropriate legislation in in the vast majority of cases. So mm. it's really bearish, right? To see, or it's really shitty. It's really shitty to see like Gary Gensler just kind of utilizing power to go after something that like, obviously he knows it's going to be like controversial and spark a lot of like a outrage in the community, be a lot of legal pushback. Um, and it's like, why, why bother? Right. Uh, you know, is it just like a power thing or what? Yeah. That's what I keep thinking is like this guy just seems like he's just out to make a name for himself as much like as much as possible doesn't really care about what like I don't know what what kind of like I don't know there's there's a lot of things he can he can actually go after like like FTX or uh some like a lot of the the fraud that we've actually seen here um and instead 
like like ways to protect investors and and, and retail investors specifically. Uh, and he's choosing to focus on stuff like staking, which makes no sense. Uh, so, yeah, definitely unfortunate to see that. I don't know. I don't know why actually. Uh, I like because I think he would get more cred by going after some of these actually fraudulent actors, right? Like like a Celsius or a, uh, or a BlockFi, FTX or BlockFi or yeah. Or fucking like I, or I guess I don't know. Like, fraudulent is like, a like yeah yeah, yeah not fraudulent but like I don't but know, like extremely can... irresponsible potentially. Yeah not, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean it's hard to say like FTX right because uh, yeah it's a non U.S. Well, entity. I mean it's it's complicated right because the the SEC is like securities and exchange right and so in order to like go after things they kind of have to deem them securities right. Um, or, mm. you know, exchanges, right? Uh, and so, but, you know, like, obviously there's substantial enough, like, overlap between something like a BlockFi and an exchange that, like, I, you know, you, you could do something. You know, it, it, you, you don't have to be much pushier than you're already being going after Kraken for offering staking uh, to just, mm. like, go after something like a BlockFi for offering, like, unregulated, like, loan, unbacked, like, effectively advertise the savings accounts to, to consumers. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but, but even short of that, right? Like there, there are other things that they could be doing to make this a safer place for participants. So like, you know, offering mm. like a safe Harbor, right. Um, being like much right. more like defined around what they're going to go after and what they're not. So that companies like Coinbase mm -hmm. don't have to like, you know, tread so lightly on what they offer as investable assets um, or allowing mm -hmm. for things like derivatives trading, right? So that like um, users can go to something onshore rather than offshore. And then, you know, the onshore entities are like much more easily like regulatable, regulable, regulatable than, you know, the offshore stuff. Because then, you you have people like mm -hmm. flocking to FTX that are like using like fake KYC info and, you know, uh, Forever, I, I was like, man, our freaking regulators, man, they're so, um, they're so like, uh, backward looking, like, you know, they, they never like allow me to like play with anything innovative. And it's such a shame because in the bull market, I would have made so much money. Right. Um, and then, you know, the bear market starts up and then it turns out like, actually, like, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I didn't have the opportunity yeah. to invest in, F you know, <laughs> on FTX because I would have lost everything. Right. Um, Although maybe not everything, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think um, I just think it's like very senseless to go after staking in particular, right? Because people can still use Lido, they can still use Rocket Pool, they can still self stake. Mm -hmm. um, and also, this is a period of time like before, like you're even allowed to unstake. So, like, what's the point? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Like. I, I, what is Kraken actually going to have to do, right, in this case? Because you, if you, you're like, at this point, you can't unstake. They had to stop their staking services. So what are retail customers going to have to do now? I think they'll get their is it clear at this point? possible. Yeah, yeah. So right now, it's just, just kind like of in let this the limbo like period. Leak, right? I, I think they're probably still operating the validators and stuff. Um, look, here's another mm -hmm. thing, right? Like big government should want validators to be operated by centralized, like U.S. regulated, U.S. domiciled companies. You shouldn't want the validators mm. to be like run either by like self-stakers yeah. or like decentralized parties or like, you know, a, a company based in like, you know, a different jurisdiction or like a Binance, right? Um you know, ideally, you'd, you'd really would like to have, like, just from a, you know, selfish censorship perspective, you'd like to have Kraken, like, being the ones that are going to, like, operate these validators. But it does yeah. oh, for decrease sure. cent centralization risk a touch, right? Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of the other staking providers. Like, is the government going to try and go after Lido? Mm. I mean... Can they? Like, what can they do? They can basically say, like, you're not allowed in the U.S. 
but even then it's like how easy is it for i think i think lido is already based in switzerland right like the lido foundation or whatever it is mm -hmm. like it is, is based in switzerland so like what what can they do it's an interesting question do you think kraken's still allowed to offer the staking products to people outside the u.s yeah they or do you think as a u.s they, they, they only they, had to they can't no, they can still offer it outside the U.S. They only had to shut down the staking product for U.S. customers. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. like, I think it was 30% of their business. So, um, yeah, I mean, it. it's a decent chunk, but yeah, it's a, it's a d decent chunk for sure. But it's not like they're going to have to shut down their whole business or anything like that. Um, yeah. The other thing is that even if it is deemed a security, right, I think that um, Coinbase, somebody was pointing out that institutional, on the institutional side, uh, the investors will be fine because they are able to trade uh, securities. Um, so I, I don't exactly know how that works, but I think institutional clients may be fine here. I think it's more, it just applies to retail customers. Um, yeah, I think, totally I think sure the way it works is like for institutional players, right. They can invest in things like private equity funds or like VC funds because they're, they meet the like definition of like qualified investor. Um, and that means that. Like if you're offering a, like a financial product, you can either be like retail facing or not retail facing. And for retail facing, you have to like have all these disclaimers and you have to have like a lot more, like, like it's just much more like, uh, there's much more framework around like what you need to publish, what you need to like offer in terms of information, um, and relative to like, you know, if you're like, for example, if you're like a hedge fund, you can trade in anything you want. You can trade in art, you can trade mm. in rare wines, you can trade in vintage cars. Uh, these all sound like rich old white men hobbies, but that's, you know, they're hedge funds. Um, like <laughs> you can trade in, you can trade in securities, right? Like, um, there's no issue there because you're, you're like qualified. Right. Um, but if you're retail mm. and you're trying to like trade these things as securities, it's much harder. Um, or you're trying to like invest in like the wine fund, right. Um, then you either need to like, and this is kind of interesting, right? Because the definition of qualified investor doesn't actually like pertain legally to a minimum amount of money. Like most people assume that it's just like the rich and wealthy, like meet that definition. And so you're good. Um, more it's like self-attestation actually. So you and I could actually check a box on like Robinhood or whatever, if they offered these products to be like, yeah, I'm qualified. Uh, and mm. if they were willing to believe you, they, they would just let you buy whatever. Um, mm. the, the bigger issue is that as a proxy for like qualification or like, you know, how sophisticated of an investor you are. A lot of times, um, a lot of times people that are offering these products will have like a minimum investment size. And that's where it gets to be mm. like pretty shitty and like not democratized access at all. Um, anyway, mm. a little aside there, but yeah, the, the institutions will be fine. The institutions are coming and they'll be fine. And that's not good. They will <laughs> be fine. Yeah. Okay. So basically retail cannot stake through these providers anymore. So, I mean, in, in one way, it's kind of, you know, leads to more decentralization anyways. Um, like, I don't know, it's kind of a blunder from the U S again. Uh, and Gary Gensler is just, uh, yeah, man is off the mark. He should know better. This is, I think he missed this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you have anything else on this topic? <laughs> no, let's talk, let's talk about some fun stuff. Okay. Let's move on to my favorite topic in a long time. Bitcoin NFTs. We finally have NFTs on Bitcoin once again. So I mean, fun fact, NFTs, week, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we have, oh yeah, oh, this is, yeah, this is part of our FOMO of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, America's <laughs> favorite segment, the FOMO of the week is back. Matt, <laughs> all right, you go first. No, 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 I can't come on. Sorry, I interrupt. <laughs> Let's hear about the ordinals. Uh, what, what is yeah, a Bitcoin okay. ordinal? Okay, Bitcoin ordinals. So... Ordinals are actually created, um, like it, 
they're created by a group. Like it's basically a new type of like Bitcoin, like smart contract kind of using Taproot, um, which is the upgrade made last year, making things more scalable. So there's this kind of like weird little hack, I guess, um, that lets you attach an arbitrary amount of data, not arbitrary, but it, it lets you attach a ton of data alongside a Satoshi, basically when you uh, send it in, in a transaction. And so you have mm -hmm. a bunch of Satoshis and you can attach sets of data along with those Satoshis. And Satoshi is basically just a, the smallest unit in a Bitcoin transaction. So a Bitcoin, if you send one, one Bitcoin, like one BTC, uh, a Satoshi is the smallest uh, amount you can possibly send. So one sat is like one out of 10 million of one Bitcoin. So one 10 millionth. 10, 10 million. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's a tiny amount. Uh, yeah, it's a tiny amount. That's one sat, one Satoshi. And so as you like, you, you send one Satoshi, um, you can basically attach some kind of data to it. And so ordinals are basically a way to attach like a new type of way to do that. And so they allow you to do create what's called an inscription. Uh, and an inscription is basically an NFT uh, on on Bitcoin. So you, you know, you, you like create a transaction, um, which is kind of like a mint. Uh, and alongside that Satoshi, you get you uh, inscribe some kind of data. Um, so it doesn't work in the same way as ETH, where there's like a smart contract and you have um, like a mint that goes through that. You're basically just hard coding almost like a set of data onto the blockchain. But you can finally put like sorts of data on, on the blockchain. So people have put, you know, all the classic kind of stuff, just like very basic kind of pixel art, a uh, ton of Pepe's, some pictures of Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, yeah, all the kind of, you know, mostly like pixelated, trashy kind of stuff and also memes. Um, that's mostly what's on there. But it's notable just because this is the first time there's ever been anything like this on Bitcoin. It's kind of like... Not the first time ever. There, there were initially NFTs, right? There were colored coins. There were the rare Pepe's. There, there have been attempts at different types of NFTs, but it's always either been too expensive or just no real actual use case there. Not enough of a uh, a crowd there, like whatever the case may be. Uh, this is the first time. So this was launched maybe two weeks ago, uh, and. Uh, it took a while to get to 1,000 inscriptions. Uh, it took maybe a couple days and to get to 5,000 took a little longer. Um, and then it's been kind of skyrocketing since. Like there's basically 50,000 inscriptions now. Um, and there's also been kind of a race to get things on chain as quickly as possible. So the first thousand are super valuable and there's like, the, there's bidding wars on these. Um, this all happens OTC and weird discord channels, but, um, yeah, wait, know, okay. People... Wait, how does that, how does that work? How does the purchase of a, what? Okay. So you, so you send yeah. one, you send one, one sat, you send a transaction mm -hmm. that sends one sat to, mm -hmm. to the burden address or to yourself, to yourself. To yourself, to some, to some yeah, you basically, control, I guess, yeah, yeah, you're basically minting to yourself, yeah, uh, along with some data, um, and then y when you actually like kind of like mint it or like put it up for primary sale, you're essentially auctioning each piece off individually, um, wait, what, and people are <laughs> buying them, yeah, you're basically like. Auctioning okay, so off you each meant, piece. Like, and then what happens after you sell it? Do you send them the sat? Yeah, you send them the sat. Um, oh. And yeah, and then you like market it. Like right now, people are marking the OTC sales in like Google Sheets uh, from Discord. 
I'm just saying like who who like keeping track of who owns what. <laughs> um interesting. Um man, like, we need to there, deep dive. We need to have to like badly. We need a deep dive for sure, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna test this out later. I'm gonna try and inscribe some things. But the market for this is insane right now. So like the one of the first big collections was uh <laughs> uh like basically Bitcoin punks. Um they just put the crypto punks on Bitcoin. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah i know right the name. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the punks sold for 11 bitcoin 11 and a half bitcoin maybe um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um it's like 160 eth or something like that um wow it's just insane yeah um so yeah they are going for quite a bit some of them are going for quite a bit um wait okay so how's how's the bitcoin world feeling about this it's very split some people are super excited uh like me and some people are like this is complete waste of the bitcoin blockchain you should not be using the uh block space for stupid stuff like jpegs um this is you know, this should not be like, actually, some of these core developers are actually saying like, we should censor out these transactions. Uh, yeah, that, so, that was really yeah. funny that there was one guy, I forget who it was, um, that was encouraging the censorship of these transactions. Um, yeah. but it's like, dudes just like on record being like, yo, never censor anything. Hashtag Bitcoin, like back in like, you know, 2015 yeah. or 2012. <laughs> uh, and, That's uh, funny. Yeah um what does this mean for the box size wars that's the first thing i was thinking about it's like now we're getting into territory that nobody really is uh aware of because probably none of our listeners were around then but uh back when people <laughs> used to debate word, don't how care. big <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i mean yeah, back in the day, there was a big debate about how big Bitcoin block should be, how many, how many transactions should be allowed in one block. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think that if this thing really picks up, right, if the ordinals really pick up, you could easily see a world where this leads to something like what happened on Ethereum in 2017 where the network just gets so congested right after the creation of the ERC-721 contract. Um, and the first big collection was the CryptoKitties and they just completely popped off and they completely clogged the chain. They like made it un unusable. They made it super expensive to interact, to do anything. And uh, yeah, I don't know, like right, then it basically had to, I don't know, Ethereum had to really change for things to pick up again over, over the next two years. Um, and, uh, then, pe then things did, but I, I don't know if things actually really finally eventually did get resolved in terms of scalability, scalability and things like that. I think things are still being improved. The point being, um, there could be something like I mean, that there's also, with Bitcoin. There's something to be said for in those early days, like ETH was like a lot cheaper. Mm. Than you it is now, I mean? or then, yeah, yeah, yeah than yeah. it is now, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. yeah so true. a clog might just be like, wow, I have to pay something to use this thing. Oh my god, right? Mm. Um, and like, oh, like the crypto kitty yeah. on mint just like isn't worth that much. So you know, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know with Bitcoin, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, this thing could totally just lead to like clogging the chain and. uh yeah, making it un unusable for other essential transactions, like, uh, like, yeah, core financial transactions, which a lot of people are worried about. So I don't know if it becomes big enough, though. Yeah, whole whole point of this is basically just saying, like, if this becomes big enough, and it leads to like clogging the chain, making it unusable, and, like, I don't know, you could see another fork war, uh, you know, where people are like, basically saying, like, move all of this to layer twos, or uh, I don't know, make the taproot chain be, be a separate chain or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting what thing you... to think about. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you pay for a Bitcoin transaction, you pay like a flat fee per transaction, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, what are you paying for? You're paying for block inclusion, right? You're paying so that that the data that you send will be included in a block that has a hash that has the right number, excuse me, the right number of leading zeros effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just paying for that thing to be part of this puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. But on Ethereum, you're you're actually paying for gas, right? With Bitcoin, mm. you're just paying for like a like a one-off flat fee transaction inclusion. As long as your transaction like fits within the parameters that the network allows, you're good on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But on Ethereum, mm. you have to pay more gas for more computationally intense stuff. And one of the most expensive operations, it, you know, effectively the way that the way that it works is like logical operations are relatively cheap. But storing data to the blockchain is actually very expensive. They used to give you a mm. gas refund, actually, for like deleting contracts. It was self-destruct, is what they called mm. it. Um, and this was interesting because it made it possible to store gas. Right? You mm. would like create a contract with a lot of data underlying it at a time when gas was really cheap, and then when gas got expensive, mm. you would self-destruct that contract to get the gas back. Wow. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then you would use it as part of like MEV strategies, right? So like all of a sudden your like cost basis on that gas in either terms is much lower, um, which I think is mm. like pretty interesting. Uh, then they got wow. rid of this and you, you can actually see that the use of the like self de- self-destruct contract call, like basically dropped to zero because this was effectively the only reason to use it was because it gave you gas back and you could include it mm. as like part of your like call to like whatever other function. Um, <laughs> anyway, wow. uh, storing stuff to the chain is expensive in Ethereum, right? It's like a conscious mm. decision and like, boy, you know, there's a lot of arbitrary like gas pricing decisions made. Like, so for each op code, whether that's like store a byte, read a byte, write a byte, you know, um, like replace a byte, flip a, flip a bit, right? Like all of these, like, you know, flip a bit's probably like too low level, but all these logical operations have associated gas costs and they kind of appear kind of random. And like, they've had to undergo actually like a few, like, um, re retweaks i guess over the years uh because like some things were actually genuinely too cheap or too expensive um but you know even today in like what's kind of a relatively steady state it looks random except storing stuff is more expensive than reading stuff which is generally mm. something that i think we all agree should make sense it, it reduces st- state yeah, yeah. bloat right um on bitcoin you don't have that on bitcoin the like people that are running this stuff might just be miners. They might be people that like, as long as they have enough network connection, um, they don't really care how big the block is. They just need to like hash stuff. Right. Um, right, right. And, and so, you know, they subscribe to a mining pool and that mining pool might operate like a full node and tell them like which transactions to include because they're valid or whatever. But, um, uh, they don't, they don't have to run full nodes themselves. They're just kind of listening mm. for what they need to hash, right? And if you're mm. connected to like, if you're connected to a mining pool, you you subscribe to this like RPC and it just sends you block mm-hmm. data and you hash it, right? Um, mm. Whereas running a full node, right, used to be like, you know, just something you would do as like a hobbyist for the love of it, right? Or if you had like a business yeah. that depended on it, like Coinbase or Binance or, you know, like Slush Pool, right? Um, yeah. But today, like, it's basically only if you need to run it as a business. And if and if, if state bloat becomes a bigger issue, like, each of these transactions on ordinals can cost a tiny bit of money. It's not much. Okay, let's be real. It's not mm-hmm. much. And we'll play a game later called Guess Which Number is Bigger, the amount of data you can store in an ordinal transaction or X amount of things. And I actually have some stats pulled up for this, so, so get ready. Mm. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but, you know, it, it actually can add up. And I think this is a really interesting thing where the people that have to pay those costs are not people that benefit from the transaction fees whatsoever. And like, is that true mm. on Ethereum as well? Yeah, for sure. But there's natural like economic like thing, like incentives to not do that, right? To get your transaction, like your or- ordinal transaction included over someone else's transaction, you just need to like pay enough relative to like the number of bytes in the block um right but 
the bytes that go into like storage or whatever may may actually wind up being different. Mm. Or sorry, not not bytes okay. in the block, but like the number of the number of like transactions that you're taking up, right? Um, because the this data and we we can get into it in the deep dive, but like it goes through like a separate channel from like standard like block data. Um, right, right. Anyway, okay, let's play this fucking game. You ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, so. Ordinal's data can hit, um, I think it's 390 kilobytes safely. Okay. Right. So okay. a byte is eight bits, right? Um, a bit is a one zero. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't helping at all, but, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and you can have 390,000 of them. <laughs> um, so uh, let's play this game. All right. Which one's mm-hmm. bigger? 390 kilobytes or the bible the the oh my um, god yeah the standard what's the one everyone uses fuck um king james king the james king english james. english bible yeah. yeah wow uh i would say i'll take the 390 uh actually no um bible bible, bible is, is more bigger than 390 how yeah, much is no uh, i can't i can't tell you exactly because the next question is which one is bigger the book of Genesis, <laughs> mm. 390. Okay, now give me 390. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, so the book of nice. Genesis is okay. four kilobytes. You can store okay. 1.91 okay. copies on one transaction nice. on the Bitcoin blockchain. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, um, nice, nice. Pretty good. Okay, two for two so far. All right, next up. Mm, I um, think I'm one for two. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, okay, five seconds of MP3 or <laughs> the 390. <laughs> wow, I think five seconds of MP3 is probably bigger. Um, it is. It is in fact bigger. Um, so okay. MP3 is uh is 128 kilobytes per second kbps. Uh, and mm. That gets you about 3.04 seconds uh, at 390. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, wow. So okay, it gets more. It gets more ridiculous. <laughs> all right, let's more. hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, this is pretty good. <laughs> okay, fifty thousand heart emojis. Or the 390. Wow. Fifty thousand heart emojis. Okay, so the heart emoji is probably I don't know. Like, is that what, like an eight bit character or what? I have no idea how that works, you know? So emojis are maybe... complicated. <laughs> uh, I think okay, they're UTF something. Say... <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So I'll say that the emojis are bigger. Uh, 50,000 heart emojis is just a tiny bit bigger than 390. Uh, it is, it is yes. 48,333 heart emojis would fit onto a, uh, a Bitcoin mm. <laughs> transaction, mm. um, which does beg okay. the question, listen, fellas, cause we know you're 88% fellas out there according to our audience stats, mm. but also ladies, why not? Like gender norms are, <laughs> gender norms are dead. Um, if you're not getting your partner an ordinal for Valentine's Day, mm, what yes. are you even fucking doing? Come on! Yes, with forty-eight thousand <laughs> hearts, you have to. We should show them your love is censorship those. resistant. Yes, <laughs> we should. We, we should. We actually we should. We should mint those. Yes, unfortunately, the oh, blockchain man. won't sink by Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm sure we can. But, uh, <laughs> nope. Who's yeah, gonna we, check? <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Who will even know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> anybody, anybody that actually like took us up on it would immediately get broken up with. <laughs> like, it's not gonna matter. <laughs> That's completely true. That is completely true. Um, <laughs> we should actually, we, we should actually put emojis. that out. <laughs> we should, we should make the decent intern meme that out. Like, yo, babe, let's go to dinner. Uh, no, hold on, I'm sinking the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, <laughs> even worse uh, like how'd you know how'd you know he was cheating <laughs> well he said he had to uh, like the bitcoin blockchain and i checked the i checked the block explorer <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. That's funny. Um, all right. Last one. 120,000 SHA-256 hashes. You got to be fast about this one. You can't. Yeah. Just, just instinct. 120,000 hashes. Probably, mm, probably more. I have no idea. Uh, it is actually 121,000. Or sorry. It is 12,000. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I was off by it. 12,187.5 SHA-256. Cha two fifty six hashes can fit within a Bitcoin block. Uh, oh, nice! The, so it is more witness data alone. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's much mm. more by a factor of ten. Because um, mm. <laughs> I misread my note. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> nice. All right. Nice, dude. That was we a good round. Lost. I went like four for five. Um, we should fucking yeah. Not bad. Yeah. We should put them on TikTok. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, we should. Great so we can, you can fit, you can fit some good stuff in an ordinal, like good size, you know. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Someone put like a copy yeah. of Doom, that the computer game. Did you see this? Wow. I, the I think whole, it's like, like not what, playable. The, the yet, source code or or what? I, th- like, I think the whole yeah, it must be source code. The whole game or like the compiled code, I guess. Uh, the mm. whole game's not that big, right? Because computers, it wasn't that long ago that thirty nine kilobytes was sick as fuck right like (laughs) (laughs) like let's not forget like a lot of people around today that will be like yeah yeah i remember that it was fucking crazy but um you Mm -hmm. know obviously like for us it's never been something that we think about but it's a lot of data Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah you can get you get some decent now what it's not good for is video (laughs) um i want to say it's like five percent of a frame um would fit within um or maybe less uh would fit within mm. uh, an ordinal um but uh mm. you know if you're just if you're just doing pixels and stuff uh you could have some pretty decently sized like art uh yeah um, yeah hmm. that's cool uh you know what will be interesting is someday we should have like um Someday we should have like a dolly chain where you can take the like description that you fed into dolly and it will, you know, it'll always generate the same output given the same input. And then mm, you can, instead of inscribing cool. the pixels themselves, you could just inscribe the, the letters, the characters of the mm, like description. That's cool. The thing is, oh yeah. And then you could have some kind of like placeholder marker that basically says like, I, you know, that links to the output because even dolly spits out a different thing every time you ask for it. Yeah, even yeah, the same yeah, but it, yeah. Um, if at some point we're trying to, you know, have like actual AI AIX blockchain, like you're gonna need like versioning, mm-hmm. you're gonna need like yeah, the exact sure. like, parameters, right? Um, you're gonna need stuff right. to run the same way twice. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, uh, it's a pretty cool photo mm-hmm. of the week. I really like this. I think yeah. like you know, I've been hearing more and more like people talking about like what are we going to do about bitcoin fees what about bitcoin security budget right like there mm-hmm. just aren't enough like organic users of the chain to sustain the security in the long term and i think mm-hmm. what we're seeing is like nah people don't care like put something fun make something mm-hmm. fun happen and like and like people will yeah. pay a lot for it that's the thing like people will pay if there is value to be had and right now it's speculative value um but even that is value, you know, and we'll see. I think somebody said the uh, the same wizarding cult guy, the forgotten runes guy I was telling you about earlier. Um, he 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 was like, "This is like the invention of ERC seven twenty one on Ethereum." You know, we're we're gonna see some crazy stuff, which I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love we'll that see. take on it. Um, I don't know if I agree. Yeah, but I love. I do love that. Yeah, I don't know if I agree, but it's a hot take. Um, Okay, Matt, let's move on to your FOMO of the week. My FOMO of the week. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I can call it my FOMO because I actually got into this one, um, which means True. it's probably over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my FOMO of the week is called Kento. <laughs> um, Kento, baby. Man, Kento is a fun one. Um, so I actually met one of the people like who was like one of the core developers on it um, maybe six, seven months ago. Um, cool dude. Uh, but you know, he was like, yeah, man, an EVM compatible layer one, but you know, on, on Cosmos, <laughs> let's go. Uh, and I was like, oh man, like how many, how many EVM compatible, like layer ones do we need? And then like, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's on like Cosmos, but don't we already have Evmos or, you know, um, 
So Evmos messed up their airdrop, and basically that's part of why we have Canto now. Um, and the, the other two parts of why we have Canto now are, um, one, they have this interesting thing called contract uh, secured revenue, um, which allows mm -hmm. the contracts to effectively like source a bit of their income, not necessarily from like protocol fees like you do with Uniswap, where like they take a fee every time someone trades, but mm -hmm. it comes out of the gas. Um, mm, okay. which I think is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. and, uh, the other thing that they're doing is they have, uh, they, they've like, they're opinionated on DeFi, which I find very, very interesting. They said, listen, guys, what do you mean? Re reject modernity, embrace tradition. The only mm. real DeFi protocols that you actually need are Aave and Uniswap. And so mm. we're just going to bake in out of the box an Aave and a Uniswap. And like those things are going to have like zero fees for like providing liquidity to them. I, I want to mm. say once more out of, out of the gas fees. Right. Um, mm. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, because I agree. I actually do think that the only DeFi protocols that are ever, that have ever been important genuinely are Aave and Uniswap. And I think everything else Probably. is like, everything else is some complicated like attempt at like wizardry that like doesn't really mm -hmm. actually work in the long run. Um, yeah. and, and you know, people will say, what Matt, what about Aave V3? Um, and it's like, yeah, sort of like, um, you know, the, the difference between V2 and V3 in terms of like the actual miracle of allowing you to do something completely different that was impossible before is huge. Um, and mm -hmm. so V2 is good enough. I, I would say, um, mm. it also works really well for like the, the, like really, really illiquid stuff in a way that like V3 mm. really doesn't. Um, so I think that's really interesting, right? As someone that has been, I, you know, I've been saying this forever. I'm like, what did, what did DeFi really bring us? It brought us Barland and it brought us swaps. And I, mm -hmm. I love to see a chain that like, you know, is on board with that thesis. Um, at the same time, they have some interesting thing called note, which is like an algorithmic stable. Uh, people are, people love, are going to either love that or hate that. And in fact, people kind of behave that way about the chain in general. So node is up like, or sorry, Kanto is up. I want to say like 400% over the last 30 days. Yeah. Um, it went from like week. 10, 15 so, cents to like 70 cents at some point. Um, yeah. And well, they went on bankless. Some people went on bankless to talk about it and were, you yeah, know, a lot of people were concerned that, that may have actually been the, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but I still find it pretty interesting. And it's one of these things where like everyone involved, because it's so difficult to interact with, everyone involved is pretty crypto native. Like if you're mm. on Kanto, you, it's not like your first alt chain, right? Like this is almost definitely no one's first time bridging, right? Mm. Um, it's, yeah. you know, uh, it's just not that easy to get the, the Kanto itself. Um, and mm. you know, it's not hard like you go through synapse and they have to airdrop you the gas, but like we know what to look for, right? Which is like, how am I going to get gas when I get to the destination chain, which deck should yeah, I yeah. be using? Where's the liquidity the highest? We go to DeFi llama. We check the stuff out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. we text our friends, Hey, do any of the bridges drop you gas? Right. Um, mm -hmm. like all this stuff makes sense to us. And then from there, it kind of flows that it's like a little microcosm, right? So mm. like the NFT, you're like, immediately you're like, where, where are the NFTs? What's the punks, right? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. You know, and then the next thing- And they already like, have right, all like, this where's, stuff built Where's Olympus out. DAO, right? <laughs> <laughs> where's the Ohm um, can Where's um, Cant Ohm? I got rugged, yeah. I got rugged on Camp Dome already. Like, you know, I, oh feel, I still feel early, but, but I, I actually did. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. They already it's have fun to uh, see like the, uh, like evolution playing out again, you know? Yeah. 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 They, they like speed run, they speed ran basically every single, uh, alt L1 playbook, you know, within like one month. Um, but it's yeah, been around. Like it's been around mining, for like algo stable. Right? Yeah, <laughs> wait, they they already had an algo stable. Oh, nice. And they um, they do. Um, it's called Note. It's a uh, it's an interesting mm, design. Um, mm. You can never mint Note. You can only borrow it. Mm. Interesting. I, I don't know. I just okay. like I like to see people that are not just like immediately a million percent bearish on on algo stables. Um, mm. Like I was talking to some people that work at Jump the other day, and we were talking mm -hmm. about Terra. And then I rem remembered that they actually had like quite a bit of like 
research that they were putting into that ecosystem to try to like see if oh, like, yeah. there were better ways that it, it could like actually work. Um, yeah. Oh, they were massive. Then, massive. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, yeah. um, it really made me feel like nostalgic for the days when people thought algo staples could work. And I, you know, like anything was possible. Right. Um, and now everyone's kind of jumping on this like bear market train, you know, like train of like, Oh, like, you know, NFTs are valuable, but as, you know, currencies, not as like monkey pictures, right? And oh, yeah, mm. like stable coins. We want our stable coins to actually be stable. Thank you very much. Um, and I just, you know, maybe it's my fault for being like too involved in like the deep, like boomer, like corners of, of this world. <laughs> um, but like, it's kind of fun. To, it's, it's just fun to see people that are like, yeah, fuck it. Let's try an algo stable, right? Mm. Um, I, I really enjoy that. Nice, dude. Pushing the Ponzi's as always. That's what we do on the Decent Crypto Pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, buy my bags. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Matt. You got anything else for this week? Um, should we? You want to touch on the Suzu? Oh GTX? yeah, dude. OPNX. Yeah, GTX. <laughs> yeah, for all the fans out there, GTX is now OPNX. The Suzu <laughs> Kyle Davies Three AC Exchange to help you get your bankruptcy claims out of any exchange out there that still has money to give. Um, the, yeah. Um, I guess they, they're like officially launching. They're launching with the CoinFlex people. Uh, they're going to use the Flex token or the Flex chain or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's what else to say. I mean, I can just I can just laugh, you know. Like I don't know who's gonna <laughs> uh work with them like on the bankruptcy claim side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they know the ins and outs of how the, the money con. was lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the last true. part of the whiteboard session. It's like all right, and that's when we monetize. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. You know, that is a good pitch for them though, where they're like, Look, guys, we we know exactly how all the money was lost, how it, how like the daisy chain of leverage. We know exactly where it went, where it came from. We can help. Uh, we can help recover the claims better than anybody else. Um, yeah. Wow. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I want to trade these things. <laughs> I want to trade these things on leverage. <laughs> Can you imagine OPNX token has a short squeeze and there's Kyle and Sue just going to the moon next bull cycle? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you think they'll let you yeah. <laughs> you think they'll let you trade with thousand X leverage on OPN? <laughs> Man, what a God. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> other take on this. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, All right. now I think we can close it. it. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. This has been the Decent Crypto Podcast, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl today. We'll be back in a few days with our deep dive on ordinals or canto or both. Till then, stay decent. So, uh, none of this was financial advice, legal advice, investment advice, or any other kind of advice. Uh, if you're looking for advice, you are definitely in the wrong place. Uh, until next time, stay decent.